Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, I'm Danko with your Market View. Now let's get you up to speed with what's happening in the markets. And as always, joining us to analyze the latest market actions is Sean Chong. Good morning, Sean. How's your Friday looking? Good morning. It's looking very, very good. All right, looking forward to the weekends. But before that, we got lots to break down today. Mm-hmm. Defying all odds, the world's biggest stock market has recouped all losses that's caused by the most disruptive monetary tightening campaign in a generation. And not even recession warnings, fresh monetary threats from Jerome Powell is stopping the fund managers as they join the big artificial intelligence fueled rally, raising concerns of an overbought market. So what are your thoughts on the recent bull run? Is it overbought? Well, I think if you look at the market right now, it seems to be doing completely different from what the Fed's saying. It's mm. like the Fed has lost credibility to an extent. Okay, the bears tried to regain control after the announcement for just one day and mm. then the bulls came and wrestled the bear and says, nah, uh, okay, I've got control of this. So let's just take a look at what happened yesterday. Mm. We, you know, we've hit, uh, well, we are, we are way past 4,400 right now on the S&P. Yeah. We were 3,800 to 4,200 for the longest time. And mm. then we booked 4,200 two weeks ago. And now, rapidly, we are 4,400. Mm. Which kind of gives you concerns. Because if we happen to do go on a recession, I think, uh, would you want to go on a recession from 3,800 to 4,400? I, it, I, you wonder if the higher you are, the, the harder the fall. Yeah. Right? If you come in from recession of 4,400. But let's just look specifically at what happened yesterday on, and, and the, which is the impact of this recent bull run. Below, it looks every sector is working. Every mm. sector is up. So, you know, let's just take an example. Let's look at the XLI. XLI is the industrial sector fund. And this one is $1 off the highs. It's a 1% up to the upside yesterday. Wow. XLE, that's the energy fund, also $1 off the highs. It's, it's going to take that down very soon at this rate. It's also 1.5% up. Uh, XLK, XLK is a technology fund. That's also 1.5% up and it's $1 off the high. So everything is working. And if you normally, when you look at a Fed release announcement from Chairman Powell, mm. there's a lot of pullback in the market because people are thinking, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to sit aside. Let's wait for some clarity. But now it looks like if you sit down and wait for clarity, mm. you're going to miss this sort of moves. Yeah. Right? This is the story right now. You don't need the clarity anymore. This is what the market's saying. This is, you know, they're just going to go for it. Right. Would you say then people are being complacent though? I mean, like uh, just riding on this trend, how sustainable do you think this bull run could be in the coming months? I think there's still a bit more momentum to this. Mm. Don't forget we are coming into a new earn- new set of earnings release. Yep. We have seen, well, Adobe started us out yesterday. We'll be talking about it later, I'm sure. That sort of is, a, to me, it, it's, there is proof in the pudding, in, 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 at least in tech and AI there. The banks will be coming in soon. We'll be looking at that. Don't forget, we are coming in. They have. I mean, what are they going to be pricing in? Uh, you know, this is the quarter whereby the banking crisis is really going. To, was really going to hit. I think the the, the because of reporting Q one. So I think the proof will be in the pudding there, and uh, whether it's going to continue. And maybe we'll see some pullback. I don't know. <laughs> we, yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, especially when the four major banks, which are normally the first to go, mm. uh, come in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that we'll have to watch very closely on. And in fact, you know, like uh, it's like what you've mentioned. It's stretching beyond just the tech itself as well. No, but sticking to tech itself, Big tech even promises to fuel a fresh wave of corporate profits, you know, and signs of inflation easing at long last 
at, at long last, and historically speaking, rate pauses, it has all marked a key inflection point and ushered in double-digit returns. So certainly some positive news here, but of course, it's raising concerns and skeptics. In fact, there's some people that saying there's some economists that are warning against complacency and the way that, for example, one CIO sees it. If the yield curve since the 1960s has it right, a recession is really coming around in September. But if you think about mm. it, right, this rally, which is very robust, mm. that we see, it is, we know, it, we saw such fervent rally. It mm. really started out with really seven or eight stocks yeah. at the start. Mm. And now, if you look at it right now, based on yesterday, looking at all the, uh, you know, and look at all these sectors, it seems to have evened down mm. in a bit. There are more, not completely, but at least a lot more participants yep. to this rally, mm. which is a bit heartening to know in that sense. Mm. Uh, you make, it makes you wonder as well about the liquidity because are people thinking, okay, a, this 78 stocks are up 100%, 160%, uh, you know, what's my risk reward? Okay, uh, maybe let's let's look someplace else and put my mm. money someplace else. And right. so we see a bit of a broadening out here. The Russell Index is up for one, the, the small cap stocks. Mm. So that is, I think that's a bit more heartening to look at this rally state of it today than, you know, at the initially when it started out and yeah. Mm, yes, thank you for that, Sean. Also worth mentioning, though, that the relentless rally in equities it's facing a new challenge over the next few weeks because one of the world's biggest money managers is set to unload as much as $150 billion worth of stocks. And who's that? That's JP Morgan. Projects real money portfolios, including those of sovereign wealth and pension funds, will tilt back in favor of bonds to meet allocation targets. And people are expecting it to knock off as, as much as 5% of the price of global stocks. So that's something we watch very closely on, but let's ride on with the AI team. And one stock contributing to the bull run overnight was Adobe. Yeah. Now, the company posted better than expected financial results for its latest quarter and boosted its outlook for the full fiscal year. And the ongoing rally you know, reflects growing investor confidence that generative AI will boost Adobe's growth rather than posing a new competitive threat to the content creation and marketing software giant. So walk us through Adobe's latest numbers and how its AI integration is bringing back confidence to the stock. Okay, well, first and foremost, that's put this into perspective, this stock is about 45-46% up for the year. Yeah. 42% of this of this came in the last month alone. Wow. So, well, yeah, that's quite a bit of a rally. Mm. This stock was $688 12, about 18 months ago. It's took, completely fallen apart to the uh, earlier, to about the 200s range. And now it's really pushing back very, very aggressively. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on here. Uh, on this specific to this earnings release, they have posted... Uh, Revenue of $4.82 billion, up 10%, mm. which is ahead of both the company's guidance range of $4.75 to $4.78 billion, and beat the Wall Street consensus of $4.77 billion. And of course, AI, as you mentioned, was a very good trigger as well to on, mm. on this good news. What is the news here is that if you remember, they, Adobe CEO said that the company's groundbreaking innovation positions the company to lead the new era of generative AI. What mm. does he mean on that? So what we understand about Adobe AI is, well, firstly, it's called Firefly. Mm. And basically what it does is that it uses AI in content creation. Mm. So to put it simply, you're going to use AI to generate high quality images, create text effects on you know the, the host of Adobe Creative Suites, Basically, it's giving AI to you and me, mm. right? Because uh, you know, it puts it in the hands of the consumer. Very different story from AMDs, very different story from NVIDIAs. Those are AI chip makers and so on, you know, mm. to empower these tools. 
it's quite abstract you know in in a in a bigger picture for you and I mm. so you know who are not you know too well versed in manufacturing and in tech but in using app, but this is a tangible application of AI and yeah. so I think that this is really proof in the pudding here that AI is 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 going to be a thing it's going to work for consumers and this is definitely and it works and that's important so if you're what I, I feel that looking at Adobe right now and mm. we're very early stage because Firefly is only in the beta stage. Mm. If you want to participate in the AI mania right now and you go ahead and you look at NVIDIA's and AMD's that have gone 160%, you're thinking, I'm not going to go and touch that because it's, you know, I've overvalued, it's too expensive and so on. I think Adobe is really something that, you know, if might be someone, something you want to take a look at. If, if you've been blindsided by AI mm. and you're not in it right now, this might be a way you want to, to, to play it. Okay, mm. because and if you just want to for for context as well, where are we right now in terms of the charts on on, a, on Adobe? Uh, extended hours is up three percent. Mm. It's up. It's five hundred and five dollars right now. This is six hundred sixty eight eighteen months ago. Wow. So it looks like there's still quite a long upside to go. If it's going to start testing those levels as uh, you know the, the, we get more developments on on this AI uh, uh, what and what it brings to the company. Mm, thanks for that, Sean. Now, and according to an analyst at Morgan Stanley, he even said Adobe moved swiftly from investors' AI loser list before being viewed as an AI winner. So, yes, I think uh, in terms of what it can produce for con- content creators as well, I think that's something that is really exciting and uh, r- like it's like what it's uh, doing with uh, similarly to NVIDIA as well as AMD riding on the AI trend and to see what potential it lies over the next few months, maybe even years. Now let's move on over to the crypto space and in its latest development, we've got BlackRock pu- pushing further into cryptocurrencies by filing an application with the US Securities and Exchange Commission to offer a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund. Now this move, com- this move comes at a time when the SEC has proposed new custody rules that would place additional responsibilities on asset managers to make sure that customer assets are kept in properly segregated accounts. So tell us more about this latest push by BlackRock into crypto and the significance of it. Well, first and foremost, it's not exactly the first thing that BlackRock has done for crypto. Mm. They already have an equity fund related to crypto that's called the iShares Blockchain and Tech ETF. And uh, that fund... Oh, the ETC, sorry. And that fund has less than 10 million in assets about a year after its launch. So it doesn't sound like it's very successful. So they're maybe trying to get more more, more push into crypto. Mm. So anyway, on that note. Um, so yeah, the they want to launch now the iShares Bitcoin Trust. If approved, it's going to allow e- access for investors to get exposure to crypto in of course, one of the Wall Street's largest and most reputable companies. Mm. So I think that's just going to be just upside in general for BlackRock and the crypto space, especially because BlackRock is a name that probably is going to give a lot more confidence, right? Uh, uh, compared to, let's say, the Binance and Coinbase, in spite of what's happened, or even, or to rephrase it, e- even more so after what's happened to Coinbase and Binance, you would want a name like BlackRock and you know the, the reputation and the trust mm. to be in here and add some credibility to what to after all this drama that's happened yeah the etfs i mean typically they typically take months to launch after an initial filing and if they ever begin trading in fact now the proposed fund is likely to face heavy resistance from the sec and the filing could be pulled back before the etf is ever even um released or ever launched in the first place though you know 
approving a number of futures-based Bitcoins, the SEC has notably rejected as well other fund management companies that has attempted to open a spot Bitcoin ETF, including those from Grayscale and even Wisdom Tree as well. But BlackRock may not be as easy for the SEC to turn away because it's like what you've mentioned before, the world's largest asset manager with more than $10 trillion in assets under management. And, you know, the CEO also has the political power to possibly even match that of the SEC and its leader. So I suppose um, still in the talks, it's uh, it's going to be something that we'll have to watch very closely on. Oh, everything is still up in the air, but we'll keep you up to date with what's happening on the case of BlackRock. Let's now turn over to Southeast Asia. After mm-hmm. news broke of TikTok revealing that it will invest billions of dollars in Southeast Asia over the next three to five years. And this comes as it moves to strengthen its presence of its hit video app in the region. So what's driving TikTok's bet in Southeast Asia, Sean? Well, okay, so the exact figure of these billions of dollars was undisclosed, mm. but well, what we understand at least what at least what we know and what's disclosed is twelve point two million US will be invested to support more than one hundred twenty thousand small and medium businesses and entrepreneurs over the next three years. It kind of makes you wonder how far that's going to lead, how far that's going to go, right? Because mm. twelve point two million investment over three years it sounds like what four or five million over one hundred twenty thousand small businesses. Like it sounds like it's going to be a pie that's going to be cut in many, many small pieces. Yeah, it does sound like... I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but it does show quite a, a significant amount of... Uh, a significant expansion they are trying to reach out here. 120,000 small SMEs with just $12.2 million investment. But who knows? It may even bring up their value over time. And in fact, part of the $12.2 million investment will go towards boosting businesses, especially those in rural areas, Initiatives include cash grants, digital skills training, advertising credits, and plans to to establish internet connectivity in nine rural villages in Indonesia. So, um, how do you think this will play out for? uh, How how do you think this will play out for TikTok and maybe even ByteDance? Well, it's not really new, right? Video content creation. So, I mean, I I just can't see. I mean, until I know what is really new about this, this. I, I really can't comment. Mm. <laughs> but, you know what, what's going to be new with, to the video uh, marketing and uh, content creation space. I, I yeah, let, let's see. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we have to watch very closely on this as well. But anyways, let's now play a game of up or down. And if you're a regular on the show, you'll be familiar with this. I'll pick a stock or a topic, and you'll guess whether it's going to be an up or a down. Now, Sean, are you ready? Sure. First on the list, we've got Binance.us. Okay. <laughs> Binance for me is a down. Mm. We know what they are accused of. We know what they are alleged, and I think that's really not good. It sounds a bit nefarious, actually. Uh, well, we also know that they are be laying off an unspecified number of employees because they are preparing for what is likely to be a very expensive legal battle mm. and a very a prolonged and costly litigation process. So, yeah, I think that they they know that pain's coming. They're yeah. bracing themselves for it. I can't see this turning up to the upside anytime soon. So it's a, it's a down for me. Mm, not so good news for Binance here. I'm going to go with a down for them. Next on the list, we've got Xping. Oh, Xping. Okay. They have, annu- they have announced that they are, go- they are going to be rolling out assisted driving tech to users in, in Beijing. Mm-hmm. I think this is an up for me. Uh, I 
this is very exciting first mm. and foremost and I think that knowing I mean seeing what has happened to let's say uh, Tesla for example using it as a reference and how it's dominating the market mm. especially with the just the vehicles and the chargers I think that if China is probably going to throw its own weight behind its own Chinese brands because you know that's what they, China does right it's not going to be throwing its hat into behind Tesla anytime soon and it sounds like they might be going that way with with this company so mm. I think it's the start of a very exciting time and there's be a long long runway for this also worth noting that Xpeng is the only automaker in China to offer a similar level of driver assist technology as Tesla so a huge competitive edge here, if you ask me I'm going to go with an up for Xpeng Next one, we've got Manchester United. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I know you're excited for this one. It's a down for me uh, from a completely biased point of view because mm. that's not my team. It, my team's Liverpool, but objectively right. speaking, it's an up. Um, I think that finally they get some clarity on that deal that, you know, we know that the Glazers were trying, uh, well, the Glazers were reluctant to sell, but the fans were really encouraging and really wanting the Glazers to sell for many seasons now. It looks like it may finally happen. What's happened here is that they have granted exclusivity to the consortium by, led by Qatar Sheikh Jassim to buy the club from well, the Glazers for more than six billion US dollars. Mm. The implication would be six billion dollars. If the six billion US dollar deal would happen, it would be the biggest ever in the sports world. It breaks the record. The record now is six billion dollars for the Washington Commanders in the AFL. So this is just gonna be like a world world record setting. I think that would be very much uh, exciting for the fans as well if he is a buyer because of the cash injection that we, as we have seen with previous football clubs when they start to get this cash injection from Saudi Arabian mm. uh, and Middle East money uh, we know that Sheikh Jassim is well his dad is one of the richest men in the Gulf state his dad's the former Prime Minister of Qatar so very exciting uh, times um, and I think this stock market well, at least for Manchester United, the stocks on the New York Stock Exchange reacted very excitedly as well. Mm. This stock is up 34% since Monday. Wow. It's now $24.81. It was way below 20 at the start of the week on Monday and it's just been gaining on a winning streak ever since. About mm. well, 34%, imagine that in a week. That's, I mean, it's wow. Yeah. In fact, stocks of uh, and Man- Manchester United stocks jumped nearly 15% yesterday and eventually stabilizing, closing at 2481, a near 7% increase from its opening price. But would it be frustrating mm. if this deal doesn't happen? I mean, with all it this will, talk yeah. about it and it's like, you know, is it on, is it off? The two guys, three guys coming in, no, there's yeah. always one guy and if it doesn't happen, it'll be a bit anti-climax. And it, it, feels, it feels bad for the stock. The, the stock itself, I feel like it's going to plunge quite badly. Oh, for sure, it's Just, volatility um, here. Yeah, a lot of volatility here. I mean, we're not just looking at the stock market, but football as well. So, well, yeah. I, well, I, we never imagined a day where we say volatility in a Manchester United stock now then. Mm. But you know, from a Liverpool fan, I hope it doesn't happen. Just purely bias <laughs> point of view here. And I'm sure uh, many Liverpool fans would agree, no, we don't want this deal to happen. But right. the Manchester fans will say, yes, let's have it. All right, now let's stick to the same region and turn over to the last on the list. We've got ECB interest rates. ECB interest rates, 22-year high, signals more to come. So that's a down for me. It mm-hmm. sounds like there's a lot more pain coming to, the, uh, to that region. Yeah, it's the eighth successive time as expected and signaled further policy tightening as it battles high inflation. I'm going to go with an up for this one, a negative up. But as always, thank you so much, um, Sean, for breaking down the latest market actions. We'll catch you again soon enough. Meanwhile, continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.